Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guest today is the 2023 Chairman of the Board for AGC of Missouri, Tom Huster with KCI Construction. Tom, thanks for being here. I'm glad to be here, Lynn. Well, Tom, you uh, obviously didn't wake up yesterday and get the C-suite here at KCI. What is your role at KCI Construction? What's your official title? Officially, I'm the president. President of KCI Construction. So you didn't start as president day one. They didn't hand you the keys. How'd you get to this spot? So I went to school at Kansas State University. Started out actually as architectural engineering back in 92, I guess that was. K-State. K-State, yep. So started their architectural engineering, got exposed to their construction science program, which I didn't know existed until I went to school there, and realized that that was more appealing to me than, than the engineering side of things. So I got my degree in construction science and management, graduated from there, came back to St. Louis, 97-ish. So you're from St. Louis and just chose K-State as your Correct. collegiate path. Yeah. yeah, it was either there or KU. And, uh, Didn't want to be the, Jayhawk. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so came back to St. Louis. You know, I still question to this day why, why mm-hmm. had job offers in Denver and San Diego, and and chose to come back to the Four Seasons here. So yeah, who would want to go to San Diego? Exactly. <laughs> so started out of college at Tarleton and worked there for seven or eight years as a maybe. project engineer. Or? Sorry, as a project engineer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worked at predominantly at Anheuser Busch and Ameren were kind of our two main clients or my group. So worked there for seven or eight years. Had an opportunity presented to me to come to KCI in uh, whatever eighteen years ago was, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever year that <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, whatever year it was. Uh, had an opportunity to come here, and and uh, it was more of a, a an opportunity um, than anything at the time. Doug Jones and Rick Grable owned the company. Two great guys. Yeah. They were getting older, and, you know, they knew at some point they were going to sell the company, and there was no promises, but it was it was one of those, you know, you could be part of something more if, if, if. Mm-hmm. So took a chance on that. Oddly enough, you know, three or four months after I started, Rick Grable passed away. That um, was a sad day. Yeah. So that actually kind of sped things up with Doug and, you know, him not having a succession plan and, and trying to figure out what, you know, what, what if something happened to him? And so, you know, then in 2008, nine ish, there were three of us that bought the company from Doug. You know, we were just project managers at the time. That was a hard time to own a construction company in 2008 <laughs> and nine. Yeah, yeah, right as the world collapsed. You got and, it, and yeah. we signed on for a bunch of debt, and it's like, man, what do we just do? <laughs> but got through it fine. And then, uh, you know, Doug stayed on as president. I mean, he was president for, for years, and we were probably vice presidents at the time just for corporate reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, I don't even know 
uh, when it was. Uh, we're, we're not big on titles here. And at some point, our attorney came to us and said, why is Doug still president? You know, he's not the owner anymore. And we're like, oh. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it. And uh, and so then I think it was around 2012 or 15. Uh, time flies. Uh, it's probably probably like 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, I became president. And uh, and Brent and, and Brent Kruger and John Shank, they were vice presidents. And uh, I don't know if that's how I got to, to where I am today. And the company's continued to grow during all that time, has it? You guys have really continued to take steps forward along that whole route. Yeah, I think when I started, we were about a $60 million a year company. And Doug and Rick had just gotten to the point where that's all they wanted. Like, they they were happy being that size company. They were plateaued there and comfortable. And comfortable and, you know, didn't want to hire more people, didn't want to do more work, et cetera, so... But, yeah, since then, it's the company's, I mean, this coming year, 2023, will be about $150 million. So, you know, it's more than doubled in size in that time frame. And you do a lot of, you do work basically, you, transportation work, infrastructure work, building work. You sort of go across the board, don't you? Yeah, we're one of the more diverse contractors in St. Louis, I guess I'll call it. But focused on infrastructure and, and anything concrete, so that mm-hmm. leads us to MoDOT and uh, wastewater and water infrastructure type stuff. Our, you know, our, we've got an office down in Springfield, Missouri, mm-hmm. and they do more building work than, than anything, a little bit of infrastructure, but more building work, and we're kind of the inverse here. We do mostly infrastructure and a little bit of building. Yeah, I saw out in the lobby you have uh, your 100th anniversary plaque out there, and it's a concrete form signed by your employees, which right, is right. <laughs> appropriate. Right, exactly. That's what we do. So that's the past. What do you see going forward? What sort of things over the next five to ten years? I guess, number one, where do you see KCI going? And number two, where do you see the industry going in general? What sort of things are you preparing for now that you're seeing coming up to make sure that you're positioned properly to take advantage of it? Yeah, KCI specifically in the next five to ten years, I mean, we'll continue doing what we're doing. It's a question of whether Missouri can, Missouri, you know, historically we've been predominantly a Missouri contractor. Mm-hmm. You know, we the river over to our east is too scary to cross. For a lot of reasons. Right, right. And just, it, it, we've always had enough work here that have not needed to venture outside of Missouri. So I don't know in the future if that means some sort of geographic spread or I don't really see us getting into drastically new markets from a type of work we do. So it could involve some geographic growth, but it all boils down to people and lack thereof. Is that your number one concern? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, day in and day out. And it has been for probably, I don't know, a few years now and don't see it getting a whole lot better from the trades and, and management staff and etc and covid didn't help any with all the people that retired and and got out of the workforce so you know right now you know the 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 federal government has all this money they're printing and injecting into infrastructure which is great but we're being pretty selective in what we bid because we don't want to take on too much work and not have the people for it so it's a weird dynamic of you know last month's modot letting we passed on a 30 million dollar job got all the way up to the night before the bid and decided not to bid it because we didn't have the right people to run it. And, you know, I never would have thought we would have said, 
hey, we'll just pass on a $30 million job. It's just, it's a weird time. What do you see as the potential answer to that? I mean, everybody is battling that. Any any thoughts about a resolution to that, or where do you see that headed? I mean, you know, we talked about it at Legislative Day. Uh, and, you know, we talked about it at AGC at, at length, this workforce development. And, you know, that's that's one of, I'll call it the benefits of membership with AGC. It is a benefit of membership of everything AGC is doing from the Build My Future events to get more high school students involved in the trades, the push for veterans in the trades, recently incarcerated. You know, I, I feel like AGC is almost leaving no stone unturned with how to develop the workforce and do what we can to, to make construction attractive to young people coming up through high school. So I, I, I don't know what the right answer is. Just look everywhere. <laughs> look everywhere. It's it's more than any individual company can do. You know, we can try to go out to the market and attract people that say, you know, why wouldn't you want to work here at KCI? And mm-hmm. and they're just happy where they're at. So I don't know if a recession helps. Um, I think we're headed for one, a small it, one. Yeah. It sounds like it. And, and in some ways, that's maybe a little bit of a godsend to kind of level out the market again. I wonder about the home building market that with interest rates like they are and home building right. potentially slowing down if some of those folks may wander over onto the commercial side. Right. Are you seeing any of that yet or not? We haven't seen any yet, meaningfully. There's been a few carpenters that have approached us that I know were in the, the home building arena that we're looking for work in the last few weeks. But uh, So I, I guess it's started, mm-hmm. um, but not meaningfully. So that that could help. It's just a question of how long that lasts, and then if you know homes ramp up again, then are we back to the same spot we're at today? I yeah. don't. I don't know. Yeah, that that's just moving the water around in the balloon. That's not really right. putting more water in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tom, you are president of KCI, and then you decided, hey, I don't have enough to do. I'll just be chairman of the board of AGC of Missouri. Right. Why do you take your time? You're a busy guy. You've got family. You've got a lot of commitments here at KCI. Why do you take your time to get involved with AGC in Missouri? What's the driving force there? I mean, I personally see a benefit in it. It was interesting. I was trying to think um, the other day about how I even got involved in AGC originally. And and I, I'm, if memory serves me, it was, it was you calling Doug Jones when Rick passed away or soon thereafter and said, hey, you know, Rick's been – so involved in, in AGC through the years. KCI has got nobody on any board. Doug, are you interested? And and, I, and I'm sure his answer at the time was, I'm too old for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, call this guy Tom. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and you called me and said, hey, you know, got this great opportunity for you, right? Doesn't, yep. It doesn't pay well, but uh, <laughs> got this great opportunity for you to get involved. The life lessons are invaluable. Right, right. <laughs> So I, you know, I got involved in the board back in when it was AGC of St. Pre-merger. Louis. Pre-merger, yeah. You know, that was probably 2010-ish. So I got involved back then. I, to be honest, I didn't really know what I was getting involved with, other than I knew who AGC was, and it kind of opened my eyes to what the rest of the industry is doing and was doing in St. Louis at the time, and and everything that AGC was involved in. So it it intrigued me then. 
to just have more of my finger on the pulse of what the industry was involved with and doing, you know, maybe you get a little more intel of what's going on in the world than if you just sit in your office at, here at, at KCI and read know. newsletters. Exactly. So more involvement and it, it, it quite honestly, it, it is what you put into it. You know, if you're on a board or a committee, but you never show up at any of the meetings, you don't really get anything out of it. So it was on the board then in whatever year it was that AGC merged with Missouri. Mm -hmm. And then I think there was a, there was a stint there where I wasn't. You that know, my is time, correct. My, I had termed out, which was fine. And then, uh, you know, I guess probably took a breather for a few years, was involved in a few committees. And then you called me again and said, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> Still doesn't pay worth a damn, but <laughs> merger didn't change that. <laughs> right, right. So I mean, that's really why I'm involved. It's just you know to keep keep in tune with what the industry's doing, and you know I see value in it. I try to preach that to all of our new employees that come in the door of getting involved, and uh, especially younger guys. I feel like there's a lot of older generation who are involved, and, and now I'm putting myself in that older generation, right? But I'm not that old. So trying to draw up interest with the younger, you know, the next level of or the next group of people that are going to be the leaders of AGC. So what is your elevator pitch to uh, get involved with AGC? Oh, it's it's a rough one. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't have a coined uh, speech, but it's, you know, just talking to them about my involvement and what it's brought to me. And, you know, I try to pitch to them as, as younger project managers what's appealing to them they don't really necessarily want to hear about labor committees and labor contracts they want to hear about the the golf tournaments and the happy hours and the uh, leaders and legends series and just listening to people that have been there done that so mm -hmm. you know I, I i just encourage them to get involved when they see the newsletter every week you know if there's something that appeals to them then holler if they need to figure out how to get signed up for it and that AGC is always looking for good people to, to be involved on committees or just to participate. So Well, and I think that's been one of the advantages of the CLC or the YEC is you see people who sort of get involved. In, in many instances, people don't know what they don't know. Totally. And yeah. that I think that that is the biggest thing. When people leave the board, they often say to me, I really learned a lot just the involvement, the engagement, the conversations you have are things you don't have an opportunity for otherwise. Right. And some of it's even, you know, I remember being a younger project engineer, you know, right out of school, and it's, it's, it takes an older, more experienced guy saying, hey, we've got this Bilderbrot picnic coming up. I want you to go with me. And otherwise they wouldn't go just because mm -hmm. they saw it in the newsletter. But if somebody asks them to go, especially somebody who's higher up in the organization than they are, and like, okay, well, I don't want to say no to him. Um, right. And not that it's, you know, not that I'm that big a deal, but, but if, if somebody asks you specifically, I remember, like I said, when I was younger, if somebody would ask me specifically I wanted to do something, it's hard to say no. Personal encouragement means a lot. Totally, yeah. yeah. Well, Tom, thank you so much for being the chairman in 2023. Thanks for taking on the challenge and uh, everything you've already given to the association. You know when this year is over, it won't be the end of it, so you still got a little ways to go. <laughs> I'm planning on retiring at the end of this <laughs> Not Not allowed. No, okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> thank you, Tom. Really appreciate yep, it. My pleasure. Thanks again for listening. 
It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.